0: Hello, I'm Howard and welcome to the 9320 Friday show. It's a big one and I think you know why. Uh, my guts are wrecked, my hair's falling out, and on Monday night I chewed the skin off my thumb. True story. Join the match, which can mean only one thing, City are one game away from hopefully retaining the Premier League title for the first time. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined today by one Stort and a returning legend. So first up, uh, good afternoon to Lloyd.
1: How you doing? Afternoon, Howard. Yeah. How how you feeling? Um, more nervous as we get closer, I think. But I'm conf- I'm like like all the games. I'm confident that we can win. But I think it's just natural nerves. Um, and I think seeing Liverpool do what they did on Tuesday just just uh, make me think we yeah we really 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 will have to win.
0: Yeah. Uh, also delighted to be joined is. Been on vacation from the pod anyway for a bit. Hi, the one and only Stefan. Hello, Hi. Stefan. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, not bad. And how are you?
2: I'm fine. I'm surprisingly uh, relaxed. I, I feel actually similar to West Ham. And actually, when I misplaced my confidence before QPR, uh, and I feel much better than I feel pre derby's and particularly the last one. So. Yeah. I'm that, okay.
0: You know, have you been like most of the time during the last month, or is it no, no, current
2: state? Yeah, no, it's a current state. Uh, you know, it, I don't know. It just feels like it feels like the West Ham game. You know that yes, of course we could. There are scenarios where something can go horribly wrong, but you know, net net, I think we should do it. So, you know, let's see. I'm up see for it. Indeed. Good,
0: good. Right, well, obviously we're going to talk a lot about City uh, later in this show. Uh, But first, it's Friday show, we always look back and forwards. Uh, Before we look at City, let's look at Champions League football. I was, after Monday's travails, I was was quite looking forward to relaxing, uh, watching a bit of Champions League football. Because City won the league games, I'm I'm over the fact we weren't in it. Looking forward to the English teams going out. (laughs) not quite how it turned out. Uh, Lloyd, I'll start with you. I don't I wouldn't say I had an epiphany this week, but I, I did have the ability for maybe the first time for a while to just put aside tribalism and, and appreciate that football can create some wonderful matches and wonderful stories. Uh did you feel the same way th- this week? Did you appreciate what happened in both Liverpool and Spurs matches or should we still be wanting the English sides to fail which I still did, I won't deny that i they failed but I at least
1: appreciated what had happened
0: how did you feel about the football you saw this week?
1: No, I'm 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 kind of on the same page as you, I think you can't not appreciate what's happened for Liverpool and Spurs in the last two games, I mean both of their comebacks are ridiculous frankly, I mean all pretty much unprecedented as well, I know there's been a trend in recent years that there have been some big comebacks I know Roma obviously pegged Barca back last year but I think both of these to be honest were were more impressive. I think with Liverpool I enjoyed it slightly less because I am just really beginning to resent everything that they stand for and um, I do think, I, there was a part of me and I think we said this on our WhatsApp group um, it's just it just feeds the the romanticised narrative of you know Anfield and all that, all that kind of stuff that I think we as City fans deride and think is rubbish. But you know, there, there kind of is an element of truth to it, um, and unfortunately, a result like that does just feed it. But I mean, what they did was was ridiculous. I, and yeah, like you, I was able to remove myself a bit from it. I just would have preferred a glorious failure, like a. Uh, For them to score four and Boston to score right at the end, or you know, only get three goals. Um, but on Spurs, I really, really enjoyed the Spurs game, even though they knocked us out. I don't have that same resentment towards Spurs. And I watched it in a pub in central London, and the pub just went absolutely mental when Maura scored that goal. Uh, Guinness and Blacks everywhere, so um, and a lot of ruined shirts. You're
2: going to confess to have cheered, aren't you? Huh? You're gonna to confess
1: to have celebrated No, school. I didn't I didn't. I put my hands on my head. I, I held I held on to my, my beer, but there were there were a lot of a lot of beers in the air, so no, it was I yeah, I, I enjoyed it and I think we've gotta hold our hands up and say, you know, both of those comebacks are absolutely ridiculous to be fair. It's easier when your own
0: team are doing well, because if City get the job done on Sunday, nothing else really matters to me as much, you know. Because that's been the focus for a very, very, very long time. Uh and it was so special that you know. That's what I think I said on Twitter, I've got to stop uh, expecting all the best things to happen to City because that will never happen. Uh good things happen to other teams, they'll win stuff, we'll fail. Uh, and that's the way it goes sometimes.
2: No, if you if you think about, if you would have spoken to most City fans, I think ASAM may be slightly different, but most City fans would have said, if you got a choice between the league and the Champions League, which one do you want to win? Most City fans would have said the league. I, I genuinely believe that... You, you think about how fine the margins are and how how close the games were that we actually have won to get us into this position it would not have taken very much for a little bit of fatigue or something to have happened after a semi-final Champions League game to mean that we drew one of those games. Uh, And and so, you know, it could easily... The semi-final could easily have cost us being in this position. Um, So I think that's right. I mean, you know, if we win the double, uh, the, 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 the... one of these domestic doubles, and then actually could get the treble. I mean, that's an incredible season, and we shouldn't we shouldn't shy away from that. You know,
0: uh, what did you think? How did, did you enjoy Champions League football?
2: I didn't. I didn't, I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I mean, I was open mouthed for uh, at the, at the, when they both scored the 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 comeback goals. I was uh, literally sat there, open mouthed, in complete astonishment that it had happened. Uh, I don't. I mean, I think, in fairness to Liverpool, two things. One, they are absolutely brilliant, and you know, we can all take the piss all season and talk about the media and talk about the number of journalists that are the number of co-commentators that are ex Liverpool players. But this team is 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 really something special, and to do that to, to beat Barcelona with with all of the injuries that they had to their two best players to. To you know, to bring in uh, fringe players and, and get incredible things out of them on the night, uh, and to beat Barcelona four 0 I mean, it's 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 just incredible, and uh, you have to take your hat off. And I also do think, I mean, it's not just an element of truth about Anfield. I think if we're being fair, you have to admit that they do have something special for. You know, under the lights, midweek Champions League games. I mean, yeah, the evidence indeed. is is pretty compelling, and uh, you know we were a victim of it ourselves. Um, and it, unfortunately, I think it's real, um, which just makes our title win, if that's what it becomes, all the better because we've beaten a great great team.
0: Yeah. Do you think uh, Stefan that City and Liverpool are way ahead of the pack now for? at least the next couple of years?
2: No, I think things can change quickly. But I mean, I think if you contrast it with the Spurs story, I mean, Spurs are one of the worst Champions League finalists for a long time. I mean, they're not, I don't, you know, they're doing well with what they've got, but I I don't, they should never be in the Champions League final. Uh, You know, I don't think they played well over the two legs, generally, I mean, they had spells, even in the second half. It wasn't a particularly dominant, for me, watching it, I didn't think it was a particularly dominant second half even against Ajax. It had moments more than anything. I don't want to take too much away from them, but I just don't think they're, I don't think they're close. Having said that, um, things can change quickly, and you can, you know, two, three signings. I mean, look at Liverpool. Those two signings in the summer were transformational. I know they were good last season, but the two signings were absolutely transformational.
0: Yeah, uh well spurs away goals again, but I won't I won't go on a <laughs> rant about that again. Yeah, I mean it's cup it's cup football. Uh they had a negative goal difference in the group stage. They didn't outscore their opposition in the quarterfinals or semi finals, but here they are in the final because them's the rules. That's how cup football works. Uh They
2: yeah. lost the first three games, didn't they?
0: Yeah. I and mean, you know, Liverpool themselves lost all their I think away games in the group stage uh, there's tiny margins Napoli missed a sitter the very last minute of the last group game I think that would have knocked them out but as I say it's cup football uh, there's no guarantees uh, even with Messi in the side I think they've won it twice after this since
1: Guardiola's gone So you know, I must it, say that is that is that is why I do think when the margins are so tight in Champions League games it, I, I do think it's a bit ridiculous I actually think Asan said this, and I've seen loads of other people say it to say, "Oh, we should throw the domestic cups. Um, we should just focus on the Champions League." You can you can throw all your eggs into the Champions League, basket and you can still, yeah. you can still get knocked out by you know a last minute goal. Something bizarre can happen. The, the margins are so much finer because it's a knockout. That literally, you know, you can rest and do what Barca did with Messi and not play him for basically three weeks. Have him doing this. Intense chirotherapy like ice recovery, after every single game. Only playing in thirty minutes, and you can still lose. So, yeah, it's just that's just how it is, and that's why often and so many times the best team in inverted commas in Europe doesn't always win the Champions League.
0: Yeah, I mean, City did not go out this season because they went all the way in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, you know, I mean, it can affect you. A crucial injury, but a crucial injury can happen on the training pitch. It can happen anywhere I mean you can You can throw the domestic cups And give yourself It can certainly help with the league You know the domestic league Because that's a nine month slog And if you you reduce the number of games It helps
2: I think it helped Liverpool I mean I, I do yeah. You know so I'm kind of torn on this Of course it's true That you, there's no sort of Direct correlation between Jumping out of the FA Cup And the and the Carabao early And getting to the Champions League final Of course but I do think Liverpool made the right decision and I do think it was an active decision. I don't care what, what Klopp says in the press conference afterwards. I think there was an active decision to get out of the cup, possibly based on the fact that it was a difficult draw anyway. So it was an easier kind of, it was an easier decision. You know, they could easily have played the full team and lost and he just he took a view. And, and I do think it's helped them. Um, so, it's the I'm, right.
1: It's the right decision for them, but I think we've shown this season with how we've competed on all four fronts until basically April that for us we're capable of going for all of them.
2: Yeah, well, I think that must be right when you look at the when you actually look at the game where we go out and, and the scenario in which we go out. I mean, we, you know, the, the most for me the most frustrating thing about the, the midweek stuff is kind of knowing, just knowing that really we shouldn't have got knocked out by Spurs over two legs. We really shouldn't. No, um, no but
0: that's football and setting. It would be utterly boring if it just went with form or what should happen.
2: Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. I mean, I, um, you know, the, that Barcelona thing is, 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 is interesting on that point. I mean, you know, where were Barcelona on, on Tuesday night? I mean, really, that was a pretty... For everything we just said about Liverpool... Where were they? I mean, yeah. how complacent were they when they shocking. made these breaks? When they had, you know, I think they had a couple of three on fours. I mean, put the ball in the net, finish the game. Incredible, Either, really.
0: Even Messi just tried to turn in front of goal. It's bizarre, yeah. But I think they got what they deserved. It, just, you know, it was pitiful. Yeah, and Liverpool couldn't have done more, but I did think it was rather pitiful from Barcelona. Yeah, cowardly for the manager, in a way. As a lot of Barcelona fans would say, and they're actually away from is <laughs> in knockouts recently. It's like last few games. I think they've got a, the goal difference is something ridiculous, like seventeen two or something. So, yeah, it's it wasn't. It's not their greater side, but I, I wouldn't say that to take anything away from what Liverpool did. Uh, Lloyd, just as we before we move on, Champions League this season then is it's been one of the best. Do you think? I mean, for me, it's. It's still a competition that doesn't really get going until the end, the last game of the group stage, really. But
1: it's been pretty good since then. Yeah, the group stage stuff has been has been amazing. I think if you know if we'd have been on the right end of one of the one of these kind of wins, then um, I think we'd be saying saying the same thing. To be honest, I think the only thing for City fans is that we're like Stefan says. I'm I'm watching. Both legs of the Spurs Ajax game. Just thinking, we're so much better than both of these teams, and we we should be in that position. So that I think that slightly tinges it. But if you speak to and I, you know speak to any other football fan, all of my other mates who obviously don't support City, they're all saying you know this has been one of the best kind of Champions League campaigns just because the results have been crazy. There's been everything that you've needed from comebacks and you know late goals, um, drama. So yeah, I think it's been. It's been a really good campaign Yeah Uh, Also it's been leaked
0: We haven't got time to talk about it today Leaks that the format may change Because of course elite clubs Want to remain elite And do away with all competition Don't want the likes of Ajax Threatening that Uh, So we will see, probably discuss that during the summer Perhaps uh, That the format in this competition may change again uh, which for me would not be a good idea in the slightest, but doesn't surprise me either.
2: I was, I was speaking to a guy yesterday. He, he not not a football fan, but obviously had had been had seen you know the the previous two nights. And my thought was, if if you don't get football after those two nights, you literally will never come close to getting it. I mean, it was that you know those sorts of comebacks in semi-finals in massive games. That is peak football I mean You know Late winners Dramatic situations Big teams You know If you don't get it from that You're never going to get it Yeah
0: Agreed uh, Right anyway Let's let's move on By going even further back uh, Before we look forward Let's just have a Now the dust has settled Look at that Monday night game Leicester We'll talk about the main man himself In a bit I think you know who I'm talking about uh, Stefan, how do you rate that performance? So we just get—I mean, it's thirteen wins on the row now, which is ridiculous in itself. Especially considering, you know, the little blocks of games—some tough games in there, some some easier, uh, but all tricky in their own way. Are we just getting enough done at the moment? And is that all
2: that matters for you, or how do you rate the the performance on Monday? Um, a lot of result is all that matters, definitely. Uh. I think we're in a rhythm. I mean, I think we, you know, I don't. Maybe, maybe in certain phases of games, we're not at, at peak rhythm. But uh, I think, you know, we've got a, a clear. We look like City. Players broadly look like the sorts of players that you want to see, except maybe first half in against Burnley. A couple of players, maybe, uh, you know, but generally decent. Uh, these are tough games. I mean. You know, when I look, I, I don't remember looking at the fixture list at the start of the season and thinking, "Bloody hell, we've got a really tricky run in here." Yeah. Uh, and, and but then, when we're in it, and maybe it's because games moved around, probably was. W- when we've been in it, I w- I've just been thinking, I, another really, you know, painfully tricky game, and we've got through them, and we've somehow navigated all of those games. It's just, it's incredible. So I don't focus too much on the performances. uh you know, we'd have obviously would all have loved them all to have been done and dusted after five minutes and we could have all relaxed, but then maybe that would have taken something away from from the last few weeks.
0: Yeah. Well it's taken <laughs> probably a few months off my life expectancy, but never mind, yeah, wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. What would life have been like if we'd been in QPR four nil that on that day? I mean well we'd never know anything different, but there you go.
2: I'd still really fancy that tomorrow, uh, so, su- Sunday. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, you know, that would be had so had, nice. We've had that moment,
0: yeah, yeah. We've had that moment, we don't need another one. Thank you very much.
2: Uh, Lloyd, what's
0: your thoughts now, looking back on that match?
1: Yeah, pretty similar to what Stefan said, to be honest. I think um, it is, it's it's difficult to churn out performances, I think, at this stage of the season. And I do agree with what Pep said, That um, I think he said it after... After the um, the game against Leicester, it's it's more difficult to be in City's position, I think, because you know that it's in your hands, which is obviously a good thing. But on the contrary, I I do think it gives you more pressure because um, Liverpool, for them, it's kind of, you know, I think they've resigned themselves. And Klopp's probably had the conversation that, you know, whatever will happen will happen with them. And it's kind of the bets are off. And yeah, obviously they really want to win it. And they've kept us going, you know, this whole way. But yeah. I think it is it is tough for for us but I think despite that um you know I thought first half similar kind of pattern to most of the recent games it looked a little bit nervy but I thought Leicester were you know from especially from watching in the stadium what Leicester were doing off the ball I thought they were great Madison just continues to impress me every time I see him play um I thought Maguire was fantastic for them especially yeah. second half um Chilwell very good as usual and yeah, I think like like the pattern we kind of stepped it up a bit, um second half, Bernardo kind of came into it more again, pulling out pulling out wide and and then obviously what I think we'll talk about now, Vinny absolutely slams that Thunderbastard into the top corner, so that was well, fantastic. Yeah.
0: If if we get the job done on Sunday,
1: uh where were that strike rate in the the last decade for you? In terms of just in terms of the quality of the goal or in terms of like the goal and what, what well, it is?
0: if if you wrote an article about the greatest moments of the last decade...
1: Moments, OK.
0: We know what number one is, obviously. Well, or most important moments or just most pivotal moments, whichever way you want to look at it, we all know what number one is.
1: It's, t- it's it, it, right it, up there behind it. It's up there. It's definitely... I mean, I think it's probably top five because I, I, I had a think beforehand, so um for me that yaya goal away at newcastle yeah that was a huge goal um obviously i think company's goal um in the first derby back in 2012 was a massive goal and i think gabriel Jesus' goal last season to take it to 100 points was a massive goal as well so I, I would say it's probably in that kind of um in that kind of range to be honest yeah what what do you think, Stefan? Obviously,
0: Vinny's header against United is also. I mean, there's quite a few in 2012 because any one of a number of people things think this didn't happen. We wouldn't have won that league. So,
2: yeah, I mean, I I I, I think a very good sample of those goals, including the uh, Jesus one. Uh, you know, I guess it'll be relegated a few spots if tomorrow if Sunday goes wrong, uh, but. Uh, if it doesn't, I would put it um, just below the um, just below his goal against United uh, in, in number three. I'm gonna put Yaya number four, uh, and I'm happy for Jesus at five. Uh, it, it was it's a massive goal, brilliant moment, brilliant player to score it. Narrative's amazing. You know the game was. I just said I really don't like us in in 70 minutes. I just never feel like we do anything in 70 minutes.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, it's like, it's neither, it's neither there's loads of time left, don't worry about it, nor, oh my God, we need to score immediately. Um, and, and he got in just before the cut-off, which was perfect. Um, so I think it had everything, didn't it? I mean, what was it like yeah. in the ground? Oh, just carnage. I mean, you know, you're a bit reticent after...
0: After the Spurs game, obviously there's no VAR in this, uh, but you're always reticent about about embarrassing yourself, uh, celebrating a goal nowadays. But when someone hits it in like that, you know you can celebrate a goal like that. Uh, I, I didn't see a City player lingering near the line who could have been judged, you know, in the way or anything. So you just knew instantly, and you're saying you're trying not to look at the clock and. You know, it was just getting faster and faster, the clock, of course, and it got slower and slower after the goal because he wanted the game to end there and then. And it, you get into that really, you know, on 50 minutes there's plenty of time, on 60 minutes, still plenty of time. But once you start hitting the mid 70s, it's like, this is it. You know, we're losing the league soon if we don't do something. So just out of nowhere from him to do that, I think it took a special moment. I don't know. I don't know if he would have scored after without it. I wasn't convinced. I thought we were better in the second half than the first. And we had them pinned back, but I was certainly not convinced that we were gonna win that game. Far from it. Uh and it's just out of nowhere, it's just done it again, just a pivotal moment that hopefully will make the difference between first and second. So
1: It was it was yeah. one of the most vociferously celebrated goals I've I've been I've been a part of anyway at the Etihad. I mean Yeah. So I sit like one one five, right behind the goal so right by the away fans so you know I think it's probably loudest there when it goes in because obviously everyone's stood up but I was honestly scratching my head with my mate Tony to to think of when there was a goal that we all and I, when we I mean collectively the stand just completely lost it and to be honest I think I wasn't there for the Sterling VAR goal because it was midweek but Apart from the Aguero goal, the only thing, one I can think that's probably even close but doesn't actually breach it was when I think Gundogan scored the second in the derby last year, right in yeah. front of the away fans. That was very loud, but I thought there were more limbs last um, midweek than there were. was than was that. So, yeah, it was top. Cuts all over my legs. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got... The seats are too low, honestly. Weird, weird bruises, I don't know if it's on that or... Doing weird things at night but yeah, I won't talk about that. I, yeah, I just the Spurs one was utterly I mean probably bigger. Because it was ninety fourth. Well, I don't know if you can get bigger. It was as you know, it was as as mental as as the Vinny one. Uh but it's not just the fact we scored obviously in the seventieth minute, it's the quality of the goal and who scored it just was yeah, unbelievable. Uh and I think the Spurs one it was only about five, six seconds later. The guy, <coughs> guy next to me said, "I think it's going to var, you know." So it didn't last that long, anyway. Uh, but it took some people a lot longer to realise that. So anyway, we won, and that's all that matters. Uh, let's look at before we look forward to the big one. Once uh, been in City, obviously, there's been plenty of stuff about City this week away from the pitch. Uh, so I thought we'd look at that next uh, the bizarre news in a way uh, suddenly we're no longer in for Fernandez. Uh, Lloyd your thoughts on that do you think something's changed that we don't know about or City leading journalist and married Dance? so what do you think's going on here in our transfer policy
1: well I think it's. <laughs> so I've got a really good mate Called Marino, um, who we will hopefully get on the podcast if we sign any Portuguese players, who covers Portuguese football, and he said that the problem with um, Portuguese reports generally is that it's, it's incredibly hit and miss. I mean, if you remember, the, right. if you remember the Edison story, that was a little bit like this. In the, um, I think it was Abola, one of their, um, like their <laughs> dailies, kind of basically said it was so not before anyone in the UK picked up on it. And I remember he was literally signed by the point that I think Sam and um, the UK press pack literally even got a sniff of it. And so this had a little bit of that about it. But from the reports today, again, I think in record, it sounds like um, we've been used as a bit of a bait to see if United um, have a genuine interest and whether they'll firm that up. Uh, But, you know, it could be as... You know, as I think everyone's probably aware, it could be that we were in for him, and you know something's happened we've changed tact, maybe Gundawan said he's going to sign on, maybe they've asked for too much money, and now we're doing that thing that we have done before where we've said we're not in for that player, so I think all will probably become clear in the next couple of weeks um It's not that surprising to be honest um and personally I I'm not saying it's a good thing, because I've seen so few few of him, literally apart from highlights, I don't know how good a player he is. But I've always um, been a bit concerned about adding him and then how the composition would look. So, yeah, we'll see. But um, whether my guess at this point would be that we'd probably been baited for United, but it could be that we were in and have pulled out. Yeah, and we're a meeting
0: uh, club. We're obviously we've announced today I think or not announced it, it's, news has come out that we've got some sort of partnership, with, them. partnership yep. with the club and maybe it's been misconstrued what meetings, even though I've seen it mentioned in the transfer gossip in the last couple of weeks about this coalition so to speak this agreement uh, people may have just misread all these meetings in a way or just put you know two and two and made five
2: did, Sam did have some validation of it though didn't he? So what do you mean? That- Sam Lee did have some validation of the of the Fernandez story, so he was his source. Yeah. His sources
1: had confirmed oh, yeah. it.
2: So I, I think it's more likely that. Uh, Don't think it was his
1: best sources, to be fair, but yeah.
2: Right, right. Um, I mean, I, I think it's more likely we were at, at one point in for him uh, and and either uh, Gunduan staying or. Uh, or he's messed us around, i.e. another club or or his demands are just crazy and we just go we just you know, it's one of those players again where well if you don't want to come, you don't want it enough, that's it. You know, you've got twenty four hours, don't mess us around. If you don't you know, you don't agree it, we'll move on to our next target. And I think they've done it before and they, and they stick to they stick to a hard line, I think, on it. I mean, you know, the people like Fred and uh and i think less so on Jorginho i think it was a slightly different situation but certainly someone like fred i think that's what they did sanchez, sanchez yeah
0: yeah so do, for you this deal is dead it could never be resurrected because city would not come out with would not brief people if there was any chance of us signing him in the future
2: no it doesn't look like it does it no well no i guess that would i guess that that would suggest actually that he's going this summer to somewhere else yeah because because maybe what you'd say maybe you just wouldn't say anything or you'd say he's not you know he's not currently on the on the list leaving it open for him to him us to look at him you know say next season so i'd probably yeah i'd probably think he's going somewhere uh and and definitely not coming to city but i know nothing about him so i can't say i'm disappointed i, mean, I just i literally have never seen him play yeah
0: i mean the stats are ridiculous but again as you say yeah uh, I don't know if you transfer that automatically, uh, or if it's a one-season just you know explosion of goals that would not be repeated. So no, I don't know enough either. Uh, Lloyd, I want to ask Stefan probably because we've probably discussed yeah because he's not been on for a while about the summer transfer before we move on. Uh, but company in tears at the end of Monday. Uh, the lap of honour the rumor is the talk is that there are talks but he wants assurances of playing time which no player can get to be honest uh, and certainly not him I would have thought would you give him a one year contract is it a no brainer if I, we can get him tied down
2: i, th- I think the story is th- i think it's a really odd situation right because yeah. um first of all he's he's not he's not played no games this season i mean he, if you were to balance between his availability versus his number of games I don't think it's... It's not sort of absolutely terrible. It's certainly not yeah. as bad as somebody like uh, John Stone's or Otamendi's ratio, which I think have uh, probably been worse versus you know, for fitness versus appearances. Um, I, you know, you know where, where is he going, going to go? He, he's, his whole family is based in Manchester. He's now effectively a Mancunian, uh, along with his wife. Uh, a legend of the club, Um, you know, multiple other interests outside of football that are Manchester related. Um, And he's got his fitness issues. So it's a weird one. I I, I don't, I just don't uh, clearly there's something, you know, clearly he was emotional. Clearly it's not done in terms of him staying, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, it, It would seem most sensible Uh, it's easy for us to say just looking from the outside in but it would seem most sensible to sign a a one-year deal and understand that his you know his appearances will be pretty similar to this season to the extent that he's fit and for very big games he may well be called upon for largely for his experience although actually I think uh, that slightly uh, demeans his his performances over the last few weeks because I thought he was uh, sensational in, in a couple of games, uh, Burnley and uh, Leicester, not just from a Palace kind of well. leadership. Yeah, yeah. And not just from a leadership perspective, but also just from a footballing perspective. You know, he's not, he's not yeah. flawless, but, but actually his passing's very good at the moment. Uh, you know, he's got that, that out ball that he plays to Bernardo uh, regularly that, that seems to be played in the right way with the right pace. Uh, moves the defenders in the right way, so I still think he can do it. Um, but fitness is massive. It, look, it, for me, he should stay. But it's easy for us to say.
0: Yeah, the name Everton is screaming out at me. Should he leave?
2: But, but why would he do that? I mean, <coughs> I it's agree. such no, a I agree, you. I agree with.
0: I agree I don't see. Don't see why he would. To be honest, uh, Lloyd, do you agree with everything Stefan said there? I completely agree. I'd actually, would probably go
1: further. Um, I don't think it's, I don't even think it's blinker to suggest, from a city fans' point of view, that he should stay. I just, I honestly don't see why it would make sense to go and have a year's swan song at uh, another northwest club, or you know, go to Italy for a year and leave his family in Manchester. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. And I think often what legends end up doing um, is that they will. You know, t- instead of I think the best thing really is for a, a club legend to go out on a high and to to stay at that club and be associated a bit like, you know, kind of John Terry or whoever and retire yeah. at that club. Whereas, you know, where's company going to go and play that much more? I don't think he would. To be honest, he might play a bit more, um, but he is unavailable for around. I think if you looked at it, it's about fifty percent of this season he's not been fit, um, and you know. Things could go quite badly for him if he if he moves somewhere else. You know, it's a completely different change. He's been at City for like eleven years now. Um, he kind of runs the dressing room there, and it would be a complete like topsy turvy flip situation if he goes somewhere else. So, be walking walking somewhere else. He's not going to be captain. There'll probably be an established captain. It, yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, I like Stefan says. There's clearly something nagging in his mind because otherwise he would have signed it. Um, but yeah, I think I. For me, it's it's just a no-brainer.
2: I mean, even if yeah. you think about the, from a medical science perspective, you know he, he's clearly got some kind of pretty complex issue. He's he's a club that clearly will have either the best or one of the best medical teams in the world, and and he's gonna you know he's potentially going to go to a club that has. Uh, you know almost certainly has an inferior infrastructure on that side of things when it's so critical to how many games he plays anyway again you know to me just makes no sense and perhaps a different training
0: regime and different everything yeah. yeah yeah everything i mean everyone at cities, you say the medical staff whether they're the best or not know how to deal with him no you know got his uh, experts his medical record uh, and they'll have a relationship there that you know, to work to get the most out of him over a season, to try and
1: get half a season out of him. I just think it could be it could yeah. be an absolute disaster for him. He could go and do I'm just the the thing I'm thinking of is just when Ferdinand went to QPR and just literally terrible, didn't fit in, injury problems and then just ended up retiring. And then you I think you just go out on such a flat note if well, you do that. Today's timely, I
2: mean just needs to take a look at Yaya. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
0: great example actually, great example. Who would have worked for yeah you know, a pound a week for any of the top six sides? But bizarrely, they did not pick up the phone. Amazingly, yeah, uh, yeah, I was retired today. I think that probably demands a whole pod of its own, perhaps. But uh, it's complicated. Uh, but obviously, what he's done for our club is astonishing. So, yeah, we'll have more on that. I'm sure. Just yeah.
2: as a, just as a segue on that, I was just thinking, you know, can you imagine when Company does leave, and you you know that speech the Company did about. Yaya, yeah, yeah. well, there's almost, yeah. a, there's almost one you could do in a similar way about uh, company for goals as well. You know, you know yeah. where he was like, you know, each of these big games, because if you, if you just go down the list of some of the big goals he scored, he scored the, the 2012 United goal, the 2014 West Ham goal, the, not, not a brilliant example, but the final against Arsenal in the uh, Carabao,
0: yeah.
2: and, then, and then the Leicester goal. That's not a bad set of big goals for a for a centre half that doesn't score many goals.
0: No. Well no, his timing's pretty immaculate to be honest. And it settled the nerves at Wembley.
2: Yeah, and he should have there should have been another one with that United game last season if we hadn't have tossed off the fifteen chances in the first half. Yeah. Not not that I'm still bitter about it in any way.
0: No, of course you're not. <laughs> None <laughs> of us are. Uh, Stefan, just quickly before we move on, then City not been on your thoughts on our transfer policy in the summer if Otamendi goes, and that's the next reason for company to stay, and where you know where would you? We don't have an unlimited budget. We don't want to bring in seven players. What's your? I don't, I don't what's like What's your it. strategy? as a your cheeky? What's your strategy in the summer? I tell you, I don't like it. It's so oh, uh, Mendy Sawyer is again swollen knee. Back in Barcelona with Dr. Kuga having yeah. treatment. What do you do if the, you're injured? And
2: you haven't mentioned Sane, who I think is an issue. Yeah, so, I'm saying, so
0: say, you know, it's 34 now, of course. David Silva, not far behind, obviously already. But you know, you get the idea. I'll tell you uh, something.
2: I think they've got real. I think they've got a real problem. Uh, you know, look, it's a it's a first world problem. Uh, but yeah. there's it. It feels to me like too many issues to uh, coordinate in a really polished way, especially with the spectre of a transfer ban as well sitting in the background. That, you know, it's not, it's a really horrible combination of factors there Um, when you've got, you know, those three very, very experienced players who, you know, question marks over fitness uh, and longevity uh, and and that I think has to even apply to Fernandinho. You know, obviously he had a fantastic season, but then he's been out with what didn't seem to be that serious an injury now for quite a while. Is he back for the weekend? Who knows? Um, and Mendy, I think they, I think they've got the fullback now. I think they're in a very tricky spot on the fullback situation. I, I don't see, I don't see that you can move Mendy on. I don't. I just don't think that's a viable transfer. That that where somebody puts their hand in their pocket for something that's going to get us comfortable. Um, I don't see that you can go into next season with Delph. I think we've now. I think we've reached the end of the road on on that one, uh, which leaves you with Zinchenko, who I really like. I've always liked, but you can't carry him on his own. And actually, over the last couple of games, I've just had a couple of doubts about him in that position again. So uh, I'm not really, I'm not really reassuring you or coming up with much of a plan. I mean, I I think, I think they've got to sign company. I I think, I think what you, what you do is you double down on the certainties that you can, well, not certainties on, on the things that you can control. So you double down on company, you get Sane, you you tell Sane he's not going anywhere and you get an arm around him rather than the sort of father son type relationship that they seem to have at, um, in the second half against Leicester, where he's kind of giving him the disapproving bollocking throughout the whole of the half, well, when he comes on. I just can't see how this is going to end well. Um, You've got to get Gundogan signed, although obviously that's not within our control and it's not easy. Uh, And then you've got to sign two or three players and you've got to, I think, take some of the money that you would spend in summer 20 and spend it now.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've got to get everything tied down by the end of the summer because they don't know if they'll be able to in January or next summer. And uh, I think that's,
2: that's the approach they'll have to take. And two, two final things that I would be doing. I'd be looking at all of the players that have got uh, clauses, fixed-price clauses that we know about, and I'd buy one extra... And I'd loan them straight back to the club as part of the deal, or, or loan them somewhere else on a loan fee as part of the deal, so that we've got one player who we've actually banked, yeah. who we can pull back next season, and, and it's on a and we're we're taking benefit from um, the fixed prices within those within those contracts. Um,
0: oh, well, yeah, that's a whole new con- conversational theory. Is is the answer? Is, will a squad member come from the vast number of loaned out players I don't know if anyone's impressive enough to you know to fit that obviously not not as a ready-made like replacement for Fernandinho or anything like that but to fill a Delph role or to fill an Otamendi role Lloyd do you, is that a possibility or are we just looking at new new purchases all the way for anyone who leaves
1: I don't think there's anyone in the um on the loan circuit at the moment who's close to even being able to step up to be honest um, sorry to bring bad news but I think yeah. there have been um, Matt Smith who's played in the kind of Dutch second league and got promoted with Twente has probably been the most promising but I mean he's been playing in the Dutch second league so you know I think you can rule that one out all the other kind of more promising prospects have not bombed but it's just not been great. Douglas Suiz had a lot of injuries. I think he's maybe the one that they might bring back as like yeah. a bit of cover for Fernandinho, but he's been really struggling with injury. He's played twenty times for Girona. Um but yeah I, I just on what Stefan Stefan said, I do have to I want to stay upbeat, but I do have to echo quite a lot of what he said. I think I said it on the last podcast that I do feel we could we are we might be sleepwalking into basically what is our biggest strength, which is squad depth, suddenly just evaporating almost instantly. Um, you know, I don't think St- Stefan mentioned Danilo as well. Um, that's someone who yeah. who I think is obviously pretty much the best at backup, right back right-back you're going to get out there. Um, and you You've, know, got do, exactly You've got to keep have, him. Exactly, we have to keep him. We can't let him go.
2: Because his utility as well. I mean, you can play him, at, if we have to, we can play him at centre-half and in midfield. Yeah, well, it's exactly.
0: It's up to City, is it? You know, it's, it's not, but you not know, want to be a utility player, does
1: he? No, but you know, sometimes I think we sometimes you do need to stand in front of the player and say, no, you're not leaving. I mean, look at what Chelsea have done and how they approach things. I know that you can say, oh, you don't want an unhappy player, but fundamentally, after being told they're staying, like Hazard was last season, they'll quickly knuckle down again, and you can't just every unhappy player just let them go. It's just not feasible, especially with this band hanging over so yeah City have got a lot of work to do and I'm sure Cheeky is doing it but it just it's got a bit of a bad smell for me at the moment.
2: I just think it's very challenging I don't think it's a case of sleepwalking because they're not idiots and you know they, they look at they'll be looking at the squad and knowing what we what we're talking about now I mean I t- but but on the flip side of it just to really you know to concern to concern us all on the on the on this uh, discussion we haven't even talked about Jesus who really hasn't made the sort of progress we would have liked. Mares had a terrible season. Sergio, amazing this season. But, you know, we know his age. We know his contract situation. Delph, do we actually sell him? I mean, because I would think we should sell him. I think it's time. But really, are we going to? So um, it is, you know, that... There is a block of players there that, that would have would have um would have us concerned, um particularly with the transfer ban uncertainty. It's a big issue. Okay, well we'll
0: move on because yeah, I think there's plenty that
2: will be discussed over
0: the summer when things will become clearer. Definitely um, yeah. I think yeah, quiet summer is not which may have been expected six months ago, is not going to transpire now. Uh, but then last summer was very quiet, so maybe we shouldn't be surprised. Uh, right, let's look forward. It's the big one. Very, very briefly, Lloyd. Liverpool,
1: Wolves. Wolves, any chance of getting something at Anfield? Look, I think in ordinary circumstances, potentially, because Wolves, I think it's well documented, have got a fantastic record against the top six, particularly away from home. Yeah. Um, I think... If you put them in the top six mini-league of who's taken points off who, they currently sit third out of seven uh, behind City and Liverpool. So they've definitely got the pedigree. Um, I just think Liverpool are on a, probably on a ridiculous high after what happened midweek. Yes, they're probably going to have some broken and battered bodies, but they know if they get through this they've got two weeks or is it three no they've got three weeks until the Champions League final so for them you know it sounds like Robertson and Henderson ordinarily wouldn't go anywhere near the pitch but I imagine it'll be injections all round and they'll be thrown out there um, and just told to get through it and then you know they'll literally have they'll be able to take a week off and then you know 10 days if they need and then just gear up for the Champions League final so I am fully expecting Liverpool to win Uh, but yeah like I said if it was a this was a game earlier in the season. I think I, I'd be, you know, banking on this one more than the Newcastle game. But now, nah, given what's happened recently, I just can't see it. Stephanie, you agree? Uh,
2: well, at full time against Leicester, I I, I could have foreseen, um, a, a, you know, them slipping up, so we didn't even yeah. need to win at Brighton. Uh, I think it's very unlikely now, uh, particularly given that the game. Not, not just the high that it gave them, but also it was Tuesday. So if it had been Wednesday, maybe it would have just been a bit too much physically. Um, but I think Tuesday they'll have recovered physically. They'll The confidence is incredible. The crowd won't be... If you think about what the crowd could have been like had they gone out against Barca, they could have been a little bit down and despondent. Now everything's great whatever happens, you know, they've got a free hit in, in some way. I know that's ridiculous having got, if they end up with 97 points and don't win the league, it's actually, it's pretty much a disaster. But actually, in the circumstances, it's a free hit. And yeah. so, and also walls now are fixed in seventh. So um, they can't move. And so I think um, on balance, I think it's extremely unlikely that they slip up.
0: I agree Lloyd Brighton Manchester City Honesty taking emotion out of it, what is it what's your confidence levels what, is this a game that's City against a team that are also safe of course which can work either way so <coughs> people have been saying all week
1: what's your true thoughts on
0: whether this will be easy or a potential banana skin for City
1: no, I mean, you know, I've said I'm nervous, but to be, to be honest, um, the confidence levels are pretty high. Brighton away, when they're already safe, is a, is a good game for us. I actually think, in a way, it'll help the team to be away from home and not be at home. Um, yeah. As weird as that sounds, I do, th- I do think it'll help them get into the, get into the rhythm. Um, and, yeah, I think that's going to be a very subdued crowd probably at Brighton unless they get an early goal. there there's, sounds like there's a lot of City fans that have got tickets, Stefan included, um, <laughs> in the home end. Um, so, yeah, I think it's not the perfect game for us. There's no game that's perfect. And we do sometimes struggle against teams that go for low block. And, uh, you know, Brighton are a little bit like Burnley in that they block kind of in and around the 18-yard box. Pretty much better than anyone, with the exception of Burnley. So, you yeah, know, it could run up to be a nervous affair like last time, but if we get an early goal, you know, I don't think they've got. I mean, I think they've got one goal in them at a stretch. Um, so, you know, as long as we put a few past them, um, yeah, I think we should be fine.
2: Stefan, same question for you. Um, so, I think Carragher said the only way that he could see us not winning was a red card, and I think. I think that's probably right. Um, yeah. You know, I think what, what's really amazed me in the last few weeks, maybe the last sort of three weeks, is I do think that usually you get um, the teams that are safe or with little to play for usually do have an element of on the beach about them. And this year, to me, there's been none of that from anybody. People have been, teams have been like men possessed in, in games that mean almost nothing to them. I mean, Brighton yeah. is, is a case in point. The Arsenal game, they were, I didn't watch all of it. It was on in the corner of the room, but they look really, really, really up for it. And um, so I don't think it's a walkover, but likewise, I think it's pretty much the best fixture you could get. And... Um, I don't know whether Brighton have had a Player of the Year party this week. I hope they have yeah, uh, three day one, I hope yeah. yeah but but I think it's a serious point because I think in that final week of seasons where teams are safe with nothing to play for, I think they do end up going drinking, and it does I think it you know we, we, we're in a game where five percent makes the difference, and I think um, I think it will make a difference. I think also as a low block team that that could in a game that meant something. Could quite happily have said, right, well, we will just sit there the whole game. I think in the last game of the season at home, in front of your own fans, when you're not playing for anything, the likelihood is you're going to come out a bit. Yeah. You're going to try and come out. You know, you're not going to want to end the season on a nil nil draw. It's just, I think it's unlikely. So, um, can I ask you the question?
0: Yeah, I think you asked the others. As a Brighton player, do you really want to spoil City's day here, or do you want to see someone else celebrate?
2: Yeah, I don't. I I, I can't believe. Or is it just in between? I, mean, I think you think want to win. I like that question. I think. I think. I think. What we've seen, as I say, particularly over the last few weeks, I think professional footballers want to win football matches. I mean, frankly, when any of us are playing a game of five-a-side, you want to win. So it doesn't mean anything, but you still want to win. And 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 these guys are pros so i don't i don't think that comes into it in terms of you know party pooping or 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 collaborating i think yeah. at the end of the day they want to win the match but one they're not as good as we are and two even 5% off on the mentality side of things um at various stages of the game and and that i think that's also relevant because i think brighton could play well even for you know, 70 minutes and then decide, actually, this is a bit boring, let's go and have a go and and we could open them up and pop a couple of goals in. so um, yeah I'm, I mean, I'm generally confident as long as we don't have a, a wild card red card, uh, I think I, I do think one one thing I would say is I think we are less well equipped to late chases of games than than most of the teams, though, the way we play. Uh, and yeah. and, what, and, the, and the options we have, I think we are not not that well suited to a last minute chase for for, for a goal.
0: Oh. Uh, Lloyd, do you do you have concerns about City's focus? I've mentioned in previous games, I felt nerves maybe early in games. I felt we've grown into games a bit more, especially second half. Do you have you know? Do you just expect City to come out all guns blazing, basically, or do you think? You know, Stefan hinted out that we do this patient, patient thing and look at a game over 90 minutes, which will naturally just make it even more nerve-wracking for us as fans because, obviously, we've had three nils on the row. They've managed games in a way. Uh, what's our approach going to be? Shut this down early or just, just bide the time again?
1: Look, I mean, the players know what they're doing. Um, they haven't gone 13 games straight winning without... Uh <laughs> without knowing exactly what they're doing and, and it working I mean it's it's stressful for us I think in recent weeks to to see them play a, a little bit more of a game of chess but yes you know you can say that there have been goals like companies and like Aguero's at Burnley that have been you know pretty ridiculous or borderline but fundamentally we've got over the line um I don't have any concerns about their focus um I think nerves have, have been a big factor, but I think that's just kind of natural because we are out in front um, yeah, those
2: they're, 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 they're human beings i mean yeah exactly you know, yeah. they are, they will be nervous on sunday there's just no question yeah they them.
1: will they will and I, I like I said, I actually think from a nerve perspective it'll be i actually think it'll be better for them to play away from home than at home um, because if we if we score i mean if we score an early goal which is obviously what we've all got fingers crossed for, that will really, really, really chill the game out, um, I think. And
2: I'm not sure one will make that much difference, to be
1: honest. I, th- I don't know. I you know, mean, I mean, you what, know what I mean? Though? What are I the mean, chances? Always... I don't know one you mean, Burnley... we,
2: we, You know, obviously one is the way to two, but I'm going to be nervous until we're three. Oh, I'll, three yeah, uh,
1: I'll be nervous seven. until we're three, but I think you'll, <laughs> if you, you've got to see how the players have, have handled these games and, you know, bright against these teams we've regularly kept them to no shots on target in games and you yeah, know, Brighton no. have been so short of goals recently so yeah. I mean I hope I hope we to answer the question I hope we fly out the blocks but yeah. I expect it's probably going to be a bit more of a considered approach like it has been against um, some of the other teams
0: Well my hope is and I agree that Brighton will try but I think there comes the point in a game in this kind of scenario say City are 2-up with 15 minutes to go where they will accept their lot if that was the situation. So, if we can get a couple of goals for the good as the second half progresses, I don't think, you know, I think they'll be thinking more about the end of the season.
2: What, what, uh, what if they get 2 0 down, there's 20 minutes left, and they think, well, we've got nothing to lose now, so we might as well just go for it. Crowd get up, everyone starts remembering midweek magical comebacks this will be fun they score a goal the place goes rocking yeah thanks for that Stefan <laughs> <laughs> really can't well
0: obviously that could happen but my hope is that they'll just think no we're, we're safe we're losing this uh, let's not get thrashed let's just you know we've done our job yeah. let's bring our kids out say wave at everyone and go to the beach
2: Yeah, Yeah. it'd be lovely What I'd really like is if they've got some uh, Youngsters that have never played um, uh, Crocs that are playing their last game ever for Brighton I don't know if they've got any of these categories of players That'd be ideal Goalkeeper not playing for a year
1: It sounds like Bruno's going to play for them I think this is his last season Because he's 38, they're right back So hopefully he gets wheeled out Any chance of a red card for for
2: that one? That That would be ideal Yeah no ex-City players to come off
0: off the bench hopefully and either spurn a chance or slot it in because they didn't like the time at hours but I don't think there are uh, Right Lloyd uh um wary that we're approaching the hour What's your City team? How do you think we'll pick this? I guess the big questions are does Vinny start again? Or does you know, the missing Stones come in? John Stone's I don't, I think I think we can assume Fernandinho's not going to be fit to start suddenly I, I don't know I can't see it myself
1: yeah Sam Some just tweeted, is, actually, as always sorry Sam, 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 Sam's just tweeted so Fernandinho's definitely out De Bruyne yeah. has been training last few days and could be involved
0: oh right that's the opposite to what I read earlier so the flip side er uh, I can't see De Bruyne starting either anyway but if he's on the bench that'd be great what well it's the old age old team. Uh, discussion now is Sane does he start does, do we put Foden in instead because obviously we're missing options in the middle uh,
1: how do you see it going or um so person- hope it goes so personally I'd like to see I mean well for, for starters my predictions recently have been absolutely hogwash so yes I'm going to be a bit careful. Um, Is this for teams or just scores? No, no, no. Well, I, I said I didn't want company to play against Leicester, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um but anyway, uh no, I think in terms of the team, I would expect basically the same team that played the other night, but I would like to see Sane instead of Foden um for this game anyway. And yeah, apart from that, I expect it would be, you know, the usual. So Raz, Aguero, Zinchenko will play. Um I like you say if it sounds like De Bruyne might might be involved if we could get him on the bench I think that would be great just for the very small possibility that it's going you know tits up um yeah. we need to get a late goal even if he's a only you know if he's not if he's struggling then you know I I I I do want to protect him and um I'm concerned about his injuries and regularity but you know if it's 1-1 with 10 minutes to go then I I'd, irrespective I'd be throwing him on so yeah
0: uh, Stefan your thoughts Similar side to Leicester
2: I can't, I, I can't see him starting Sane uh, Given the second given, given what happened when he came on And how Pep considered his uh, Positional discipline to be so poor So um, I think he, It would not surprise me if he started it, The exact same team including Foden uh, Particularly given The team that we're playing Uh I don't think Foden's been great in either of the games. Controversial, but uh, I don't think he's that great against Spurs. I know he scored the goal, but I didn't think his overall performance was brilliant. Although I've been saying all season he should be playing a lot more. Uh, I just, I'm just not sure these are the right games to all of a sudden bring him in on. But, yeah. um, but, uh, but having said that, I, I think the thing that uh, we've been talking about really all season is the. Um, the improvement of Bernardo in that in that wider position, uh, obviously, he's a great player al- already. But but I think most of us felt that his position really was in the middle. And now I think most people are wavering there to say, "Oh, actually, I really like him out there." So yeah, um, I I think you'll go for the same team.
0: Yeah, and
1: I th- th- I think you like, I Jeff? think you will as well. I just I'd like to see Soner.
0: I would I just think it. yeah I think we're far enough it's putting a lot but these two games these last two When you know obviously even Spurs was felt like a must win but when you get into this stage it's just the pressure and now obviously older players can buckle under this pressure any the players can but I think it's a lot to put on the shoulders of you know such a young such young shoulders a lot of pressure to put on a, an 18 year old so but yeah I I agree with Stefan he's I don't think he's over keen on starting Leroy Sane right now, but I think I would. So, uh, Right, well I don't know what more we can really say. We're just we're waiting in a way. We're hoping. Uh, we're praying. <coughs> Even in a God I don't believe in, uh, that City get us over the line at the f- and win their 14th league game in a row. So
2: I mean, that that is the final, just just for one final (coughs) point, I think, on this. You know, we have to remember, we are absolutely unbelievable. I mean, you know, the team could get 198 points over two seasons. I mean, it's just, it's completely mind-blowing. So, we might all be nervous, but the reality is, the team is incredible. And this is a game against a safe Brighton. I mean, you know, the odds... The odds are the odds for a reason right? It's extremely likely that we will do the job Oh yeah
0: And as you say This means a lot more to one of the two teams And if it's not going well near the end It will mean even more to one of the two teams Uh, So yeah (laughs) Even if it is late So be it But please I would rather just be 3-0 up at half time
1: Just, Just give us one nice day to finish it off
0: Lloyd, your score prediction?
1: Yeah, I'm, I, I promised myself I'm not going to give one. Um, a lot of people are giving me stick this week, so I, I will oh. gladly pass. With your record, why don't you just predict seven 0 to Brighton. Yeah, I'll go. Okay, I'll go. I'll go three nil Brighton.
2: Yeah, thank you, Lloyd. Uh, Stefan. Um, well, I'll definitely be betting nil nil one one and one nil Brighton. Actually, maybe not one nil Brighton. So I'll definitely be betting on the two low scoring draws. Uh, But my uh, hope and expectation is 2-0 City
0: Okay. well I'm the obviously chief pessimist But I'm going to go for 3-0 to City Uh, Oh, I would love um, that I don't truly believe there will be early goals I don't know I don't think they're just going to
1: I think Brighton will be stubborn for a while. I think it could play we'll, we'll out actually. Sweat again, yeah. If everyone remembers, I think uh, the first game of last season we played Brighton mm. away, and it was very. Yeah. It, we were trying to, we were feeling our way into it for a while. I know it was completely the opposite circumstances, and it? it was the first game of the season, and we had, I think Walker played his first game, and it was kind of a new system, but. That was a game where Aguero scored quite late, I think seventy something minutes, and then we got the second one quite soon afterwards. So I could I could see I could see something like that given how recent games have panned out.
2: It was their first game in the Premier League, wasn't it? Back in yeah. the Premier League, so you know a bit more of a party atmosphere. I, I think it, you, you would suspect that tomorrow, uh, that on Sunday, it's quite flat there. I mean, I can't see I can't see this cause for massive celebration. I know they stayed up, but it's not been a great season for them. They would have expected better, I think. Uh so I think most of the atmosphere will come from the city fans who I and expect to be all over the place.
0: And they stayed up two weeks ago, I think, now, not so
2: Yeah, yeah. We're hoping you you bring the noise, Stefan. They drew. Yeah.
1: Say that again. I said we need you to bring the noise.
2: Oh yeah, well you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be going wild. Yeah. <clears throat> and like the first game last
0: season, if one of their players wants to head into his own net again, that would be very very much appreciated that they can have a statue outside the ground as well Uh, a bit smaller than Vinny's though, right, I think that's it Uh, Lloyd, thanks for coming on the podcast today, cheers mate Stefan, welcome back thanks for being on, cheers, see you on the other side, you will indeed, Uh, thanks for listening everyone, I pray, I pray I pray we have a light hearted and wonderful review show coming up on Monday Uh, I just hope everyone has a a great weekend thanks for listening until next time goodbye and as always up the blues